Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In honor of our president-elect, Wisdom of the Wannabes is pledging to make this podcast great again by never missing again the week after Texas, Texas Tech. Enjoy the show. Yes! Hey, welcome back to Wisdom of the Wannabes. You got Alan. And Ryan. And as the opening said, yes, uh, I did not give Ryan the chance to gloat in his glory, but after watching him ride around an imaginary stick horse um, every time UT scored, guess what? I don't feel guilty at all. So congrats on that one. I will um, humbly admit that I had a few beers. Yes. Peering in before that game. So I – no recollection of that, Senator. Yeah, well, luckily there's a video on Facebook if anybody wants to see it. So, all right, um, there is a team that plays football that is making us adjust our programming schedule. They happen to be based here, and they're one of our listeners' favorites. Certainly not ours, but uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. It is, you know... We, we got away from trying to cover the NFL because it was so late in the show. But, my God, this team this year has turned into something I haven't seen in quite some time. Even the year that, uh, what, two years ago when they went 14-2, and two, I believe. Yeah. Um, that was a green day, the catch-no-catch catch game in yes. the playoffs. Yeah. I still don't remember feeling that this that team was a juggernaut like this one is. Well, and I'll give you two words why. Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. And I'll give you two more. Dak Prescott. Well, but Romo was really good that year. Yes, and, he was. And he was really good that year. And But I'm saying at no point since – I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I don't want to overinflate this. I think the kid's doing great. Dallas has a wonderful offensive line. But so did they. They also have the best ever offensive line with Aikman and Emmitt Smith. But – Seriously, since Emmett Smith, I mean, DeMarco Murray was probably the best back that they've had since Emmett Smith, and he wasn't there very long. But this guy looks like, like oh, he's a gangbusters. Yeah, he's on another level of like a good running back in the NFL. It looks, uh, like, it looks like. Uh, you know, people are saying that you know we could let DeMarco go, put McFadden back there. I think McFadden ended up with like twelve hundred yards. Yeah, for, yeah, for the season, probably, which is a great, great year. I think he was either second or third in the league rushing. Yes, Zeke you're right. right now is at a thousand yards, and they still have uh, seven I games left. Seven games left, yeah, that's that amazing. is unbelievable. And so, I think we, you know, kind of had some back and forth, as did a great many people, about picking him rather than um, what's his name, the or the cornerback that was supposed to go number four. I can't remember the guy from Florida State, I believe. Florida State, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think it all came down to, and this was the deal, and I think we said it, is that it was a win-now mentality because of Romo. Yeah. So they took him and then, you know, took what's-his-name from Notre Dame in the second, 
that can't even play right now. Jalen Ramsey? Yes. So let, let's just let, – let me stop you right there because I like where you're going with all this because it, it's, it paints a good picture. But let's pretend this guy is able to get back on it and play and be at full strength. That's like having another first-round draft pick. Yes. So you've got him. You have uh, Zeke. You have your fourth rounder, who's now your starting quarterback, making fourth round money that you are not allowed due to the uh, CBA agreement. He cannot sit out. There, there is no, hey, I'm playing above my contract for three years, if yeah. not four years. Him and is, is three years, and him and Elliot are in the same boat. Yeah. You're getting those two guys for uh, like three of Des Bryant's game checks. And. A year. Uh, and then the other one I, I talked to you about is uh, because of injury, that duct tape defense, which is just unbelievable. There was a kid starting at corner last, uh, you know, against the Steelers that he was a sixth round draft pick. Yes. So you had three yeah. guys that you drafted, and this team does not draft well. No. Uh, you know, they've built it over a couple of years and I think they've really just gotten I mean fantastically lucky with this. Well, they they've gotten better though cuz we we've talked about this last Their line, the way they're building from the inside out, I agree with wholeheartedly, but they did better. it in spite of himself. Well, you you're right cuz they've had better drafts because we were just talking it was a year or two ago when it was like the the stories were is Jerry finally listening to who is it? Steven yep. Jones his son, but yeah, because they drafted an offensive lineman with their first round. Like, two of their first three rounds were offensive linemen, and it's like, yes, that's smart, and, like, yep. look at them now. And so I think that they have – this has been a progression of – I don't want to overstate it, but I do want to give Jerry Jones credit. This is, like, two out of three, three out of four years where they've had pretty smart drafts. But you're right. Everybody was passing on Dak Prescott like he had the freaking plague. Uh, yep. And they were like, well, shit, I guess we got to take them. Well, but, okay, so this is the funny thing is, you know, it, it's the only reason I was able to play at Westlake is because of one guy getting injured in the summer due to some fluke accident. I would never touch the field. The same, and by no means am I comparing myself to <laughs> Dak, but in the grand scheme of things, it's if Tony doesn't get hit, you know, in that preseason game, if the, I think, left guard or third string left guard, who's now not even in the league, does not step back and break Kellen Moore's leg, Dak is not in a position to take that. And I forgot which way it happened, but there's this these series of incidents that had to take place that, you know, well, going back to the draft, they had to lose out on not getting Paxton Lynch, first of all. They had to let... Every team in the league passed by Dak three times, and some of them four times before they got him. And then, you know, everything just kind of fell into place. And then I, st I think it was during our draft night when he took the field for the first time, and you're like, holy God, this guy may have something, but hold on, it's preseason. Yeah. And then, you know, um, he goes out, and I guess – Nine games later. You know, nine games later and beating, which is now looking like a bad Packers team, but still going to Green Bay and beating them soundly, 30-16. Hey, going, you know, to, going to or, Pittsburgh. Yes, the Pittsburgh game is the one 
that I think is really the deal that probably ended Romo's run here in Dallas is yeah. going in there. And I mean, the wheels can still fall off. I mean, we saw RG three do this and I, I, he's I very think, young. Yeah. He, he's young. I think that you, here's what I think. Yes. I, I think you're right. You know, Pittsburgh seal the deal. I thought it was sealed before that, even if he had lost that game, but I mean, the, the take the team down the field like that and, you know, and let, let's not say it was all on his shoulders. He made some really big and great plays, but Ezekiel Elliott in the offensive line, you know, sealed that game. 42 seconds left to go down. Oh, my score. God. And that run was, I mean, untouched. Untouched. Yeah. And so, the, um, you know, I, I still think, I, I believe when I think about this team, like, there's like a two-game losing streak or a three-game losing streak here where they lose either two in a row or three in a row or three out of four where I don't think they're going to fall apart by any means. I think they're, I think they're the best team in the league right now. I, I, you know, I, I, I texted that. you, and you know, I'm sure Vegas backs us up. In the NFC, I guess you now have Seattle kind of coming back into what we thought Seattle would be. Arizona is not what we thought they would be, no. but they've got a month to figure it out. Green Bay, good Lord. I mean, we said yeah. it was the North was theirs, and it certainly is not. Uh, Atlanta. The Atlanta. South, Atlanta's falling off, and then tonight, you know, well, Carolina's on. killing them. Or killing hold hold on, on Atlanta. Atlanta, I don't think it's falling off. I think Atlanta lost a tough game. That is a team that we have seen historically come out to hot starts and fade at the end. But I think Matt Ryan's having his best year, one of his best years ever. Um, I think they look better than they have. I don't. I forget who they just lost to. It might have been New Orleans. Um, but they um, – I don't know who it was against, but they lost a really tough game. They had a chance to win it at the end. But I think Atlanta is going to win that division. Um, I just don't know – They've been kind of like the fool's gold, right, yes. of uh, the last few years where they – I mean, last year was a really bad year, but the fool's gold of, man, this team is, you know, 11-5 and five and had a good run, and they just, you know, like like almost Kansas City style. Like when, you know, you're thinking big things from Kansas City, and it's they, they, they always lay an egg. But I think Atlanta could be pretty good this year, uh, you know, but I, I think you're right. I mean, this is – when you look at the a NFC, like this is – these this guys, the course. Cowboys are looking. I mean, it. The playoffs are coming field, through they, Jerry World. If they get home field advantage, I say forget about it. Yeah, uh, and it's. Uh, I would. It would be a great game to see them against Seattle. You know, uh, again in because championship I think, in Dallas. That Dude. Jerry is drooling over it, and he has to be sitting there going, you know, I, I think Troy is or not Troy. Well, uh, Romo is almost a fourth or third son to him. And I'm kind of curious where they go with this. But you're looking at the rest of their schedule. So you're right. There are going to be some losses. That's just how the league works. But the Ravens, their offense is really screwed up. Yeah, but their Redskins, defense is pretty good. Their defense Redskins on th uh, Thanksgiving, I think that could be a, sh you know, a pretty good game. Just because I, I still know how the defense is doing what the defense is doing. Well – they're, they're, you know, I, you know how I feel about this, but you know the, the a, a lot of uh, a lot of people will argue that their the quality of their competition, and I'm doing my air quotes here, the quality of their competition hasn't been great at all. They've only beaten like a few teams with winning record. You know my feeling on it, and I think you somewhat share this sentiment of it's the NFL. Yep, they're they're all 
good in the NFL. Like, you know, I, yeah, they beat Cleveland. So what? They beat, you know, they went on the road in Pittsburgh. You that, know, that, well, that one the one that I looked at, to your point of, you know, maybe it's a great win, maybe it's not. That Eagles final drive that was Dak and Dez and, you know, Witten. I mean, everybody just came together because they believe in this kid. And it's a huge win. I mean, that that's, a, that's a divisional foe. That's yes. a huge win. That is that is bigger than at Pittsburgh and at Green Bay, in my opinion. That, that is a huge win. And that, that's my point is I don't care what these guys' records say. Tell me how many times Pittsburgh loses at home. No, very often. Not very often. I mean, this year is kind of one of those weird years, but that was a great freaking game. That was uh, seven lead changes, I believe, is what it was. And if they had done one more, it would have set a record for, I don't know, a a Sunday afternoon game in November, one of those crazy NFL deals. But it was fantastic to see them answer the bell twice. Uh, and again, I'm, this is not my team, but that was great football. That was fun football to watch. Yeah. And it's what the league desperately needed. But so they're eight and one right now. And so they have Ravens. I'll say a win Redskins coming in. That could be tough. And it's a quick turnaround because it's Thanksgiving at the Vikings, which the Vikings are not what they were before that bye week I can't believe that they're about to do what they're going to do, but you know, you look at their quarterback, and he was having a good year, but it's just Bradford and bad luck seem to go hand-in-hand in, hand in the NFL. They have to go to the Meadowlands, and I think that will be their only big, you know, they have to go to the Meadowlands, and they have to go to, you know, Philly. That's going to be, you know, where I can see two losses coming in here. Well, I'll tell you, I still think they're going to lose a game they shouldn't lose, and I am going to say, damn it. Congrats. Wow. Are you watching porn? It was, and it was a woman giving birth on a commercial. Um, I <laughs> I think the um, – I think they're going to lose the game this year. And in fact, I'm going to say in light of all the hoopla that's gone on and Romo and his, you know, big man speech and all everything like that, I'm going to say they lose to Baltimore. Okay. Um, How about that? I can see that just because you're right. They've set it up perfectly that we have this big transition. We had one of the best um, press conferences I've ever heard from Tony Romo. Yeah, I give um, a lot of credit, and and we, we unfortunately didn't talk about that too much, and we've right. gone long on it. But let's let's acknowledge that 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 was a good move. I don't think he had to do it, um, but I think he he certainly he chose to do it, and I think he was great. I think it was very much a tone of you could tell he was not resigned to the fact that he's old and can't play anymore. You could tell he really wants to play a lot of talking heads down here saying you know he part of this message was letting the other teams know that he still got a fire and he wants to play but he i mean that was a that was a big thing to do you know the story is always the cowboys whatever's going on with the cowboys is always a story and it started to percolate and i give him a lot of credit for stepping in and squashing it that's exactly what he did and you know what he's you know, I haven't always been the biggest Romo fan, but I recognize he's really good. And he was an underdog, and that's really awesome. And he's been a great pro. Um, it's too bad he's got his injuries, but good, you know, kudos to him. Well, we'll, was talk, we'll talk about this, you know, because we've got the whole offseason to get to is, you know, where does he end up? Because there's a lot of money tied up in him with the Cowboys. Jets. And 
his spine is not going to miraculously get any better. No. So, all right. So that's our NFL talk, Chad. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, last, shut up, Chad. Jesus. Just 20 we, minutes of Romo. We don't ever really look back because we're doing this, you know, on Thursdays, Fridays, or Saturday mornings. But I think we have to go back just because, you know, to get ready for the poll conversation we're going to talk about. We have to talk about last week with number two, number three, and number four going down. Yeah, that, that's crazy. That is something I think I saw it hadn't happened since 85, 84, so, you know, something around, you know, that era, which obviously was the pre-BCS, and, you know, it didn't really matter. But seeing Pittsburgh take down Clemson was, you know, fantastic. Watching that Iowa kicker nailed that, I mean, wonderful field goal to take down Michigan even better. How uh, how was the Grig household? Uh, I think they're just resigned to the fact that uh, this is kind of what Iowa does is they'll, <laughs> you know, they're six and four. They can't really do anything. They're uh, such you know, big fans. They're such big fans. They know this is just a mirage. Yeah. I mean, this is what happens. Um, and then USC who, you know, I, I, I guess it's what they had a quarterback switch out a couple of, or three or four games ago. And now they are looking exactly like, you know, I think at the beginning of the year, we said USC was looking really dangerous, but they stumbled out of the blocks. And then they went up to Seattle and just, you know, then throttle Washington, but they took care of business. And yeah, they, they are a dangerous, dangerous team right now. Yep. I think I think they're going to blow out UCLA like by three touchdowns plus this weekend. Oh, I, the battle of Los Angeles is I don't think it's going to be a battle at all. But uh, what you know what that set up is, you know, now we get to the polls and we knew there was going to be a shakeup. My guess was and I was right just because of the love is that Ohio State would move up to number two. Sure. I'm really surprised that. Michigan and Clemson only dropped a little bit, you know, especially Michigan, you know, with Iowa and both of them, they lost to bad teams that they shouldn't have lost to. And they dropped just a smidge. And I really thought Louisville, you know, should have moved up. Now I'm being proved that, you know, I was wrong because they're getting beat 31 to 10 as we're broadcasting. But I thought that, you know, Louisville would have been up in the top four, and I think they would have there in any other conference in the ACC. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I think it's an interesting conundrum, um, and I understand where you're coming from on that. My my take is when I saw it, I was, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, man. And then I thought about it, and I was like, you know, even with the loss, and, and let me just mention a couple of things. You know, the, um, you know, Iowa, I don't know much about Iowa. As you said, they're six and four. That's not a great team, but they do have a winning record in what I believe is the best conference, the Big Ten this year. This year. Um, the uh, Clemson lost to a Pittsburgh team that I remember watching this. I went to watch a, uh, a late game early in the season, and Pittsburgh was playing at Oklahoma State. I believe was at Oklahoma State it might have been at Pittsburgh they were playing Oklahoma State and there was like in the between third and fourth quarter somewhere around there there was like a two and a half hour weather delay because of lightning and I think Pittsburgh was either winning or had just tied it up but they were playing them tough ended up being a it ended up being a like 
one possession game at the very end. But, you know, Oklahoma State's, you know, top three tied for first in the Big 12. Um, you know, they, I'm just saying Pittsburgh, I think, is a pretty decent team, regardless of what you think of the rankings. My point of this in the top four is, while it is a little weird that that happened, if I'm being realistic and I've based on what I've watched of these teams and granted some of them is not a lot, but I don't think Louisville is better than Clemson or Michigan. I don't think Washington's better than Clemson or Michigan or Ohio state. I don't think Wisconsin is. I know Penn state beat Ohio state. If they played again, I'm going to Vegas and I'm putting everything on Ohio state. Um, I just, I wonder like, who are you going to put up there? That's really better than these teams. I believe Alabama's at another level right now, but I believe Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson is in the second tier, and I don't think there's a third tier that's really that close, as evidenced by what we're seeing here in uh, Houston. I will tell you this is, um, you know, I guess we have, what, uh, two to three weeks left in the season, and the way things are going, the way people are getting beat, and the fact that, you know, um, Oklahoma's now number nine, and, you know, all that is, I think there's going to be some tough decisions in that, you know, conference room out in, uh, well, I'm trying to think, by the DFW airport. You know, I, I know the hotel. They the Marriott. Uh, it's not the Marriott. It's that big, uh, oh, God, the Gaylord. They go to the Gaylord. Um, oh, yeah. And they sit in there and they talk. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. And I think, you know, some of the people are calling for Armageddon and it's like, come on, you know, right now. What does I, that I, mean? I, I don't even know. Well, what means. they're just basically saying that people will be up in arms if the big 12 isn't in it again. And if the pac 12 loses out and, you know, I'm sorry, we, the big 12 right now is, has played themselves out of it for the most part. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. You know, I don't think Oklahoma is that great. Uh, I think that they can still be beat, but they have two games to prove it against West Virginia and Oklahoma State to finish out the year. And it's great for both those teams that that is our last game. When the other conferences are having their championship, we have Oklahoma against Oklahoma State and, you know, whatever you guys are playing. I, I think this is, like a, this is like that South Division year when Tech and Texas and Oklahoma State all finish with the same record yep. and beat each other. This I is going to be the same thing. I, I, I'm sorry, but none of those teams are even in the same league as these four teams here. Here, um, I, I don't believe. Um, I think so, this. What I what they're saying, Armageddon. Just so I can define it, is if you get two Big Ten teams in there, and the Pac-12 and Big 12 are left out. Is that automatically do exactly what we know that they were getting ready to do for money? is expanded to eight. And yeah. I've I, always thought the four was wrong. I thought eight is the right number because you have the power five and, you know, you've got Notre Dame and then you've got, you know, the, the other teams that should come in there. So I think you'll, you could see that. I'd be surprised if they're able to manage a crisis like that. Yeah. Now granted, yeah. our bitching for the big 12, I'll say right now, has no merit at all. But no. if the Pac-12, you know, after having Oregon in the first year and, you know, with the Washington having that one loss, I can see them kind of crying about it. It's really, you know, again, it comes down to committees and pollsters and all that stuff. And that's just what I 
dislike about this entire, you know, college football, which I know, you know, you've been very open with your despising college football. No, it's, run. Well, it's crazy because it's based on a, it, it's, it, it's like a, a, a perfectionist game. Like, well, if you're not perfect, then, you know, just go undefeated. It's like, well, that's not how that works. But I, you know, at the end of the day, I think there's an ideal scenario and, you know, there's reality and utopia, right? I think it, at the end of the day, Michigan and, o, Michigan and Ohio State play each other. If Ohio State wins that game, Penn State's going to the Big Ten Championship, blah, 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 whatever. They're going to put whatever four teams in there, and it's going to be hard. And at the end of the day, there's going to be a whole lot of people that say, yay, this looks right, and a whole lot of people that say, no, this looks wrong. I don't know how anybody's making a strong argument. If Oklahoma happens to go undefeated, I think there is a, you know, I think there is a kind of a, a point of conversation, but – there's going to have to be a whole lot of other things that go wrong because I just don't think they're as good as those teams. Um, now, looking ahead to the to the, I mean, this is tough, and 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 I don't want to, you know, it's kind of like officials. These guys, I mean, I don't, I don't like what it, I don't necessarily like the system either. But I think what we have now is better than oh, what it's we. It's much before. better. I mean, can you imagine right now yeah. if we're in the BCS? Oh, right. it would be a matter of Alabama's locked up one side. Well, think about Michigan. Would would Michigan drop from two to three from losing to I, an unranked Iowa team? Like, no way. Oh, It'd be like 13 or 14. Yep. They, it, I they, think this is great. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So I, it's still, to me, like, I'm sorry. And this is not a hater comment. This is just a observation comment. Like, do you really have A and M still in there? No. Like like number twenty five. No, not after the last two weeks, and no, not even in, after that game that I saw against yeah. New Mexico State. Yeah, I'm telling they, you right they now they were struggling. Yeah, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. That doesn't matter. I think at the end of the day, this thing will shake itself out. And sometimes there's so much parity where you know, yeah, this is this is going to be tough. My belief is that, and my utopia is get rid of five conferences. The Big 12 is going away. We all know it. Yes. There's going to be four 16-team conferences. You play that 64 teams. Uh, you know, you you play a 12-game schedule. The the group of eight is your conference championship games. And then after that, you have your four championship winners, and then you get two at large. You play it like the NFL. There's a bye week. Uh, for the top two teams, you, you go with six in there. You can spread it out with the bye week. You get more dollars out of it, but you're minimizing the game impact. Anyway, I, I think that's where it's at. That, that no, I mean, gets... you're, you're doing exactly what every other sport in college has done for decades, except for college football, because the guys in the ugly plaid jackets were getting paid and making more money, and people are finally realizing that, wait a minute, you know, no one really gives a crap about the Puyon Weed Eater Bowl. Um, it, it doesn't even really make that much money for the schools. Who it makes money for is ESPN, but ESPN is hemorrhaging cash right now. So, yeah, you know, I, I think you'll see some changes, you know, coming. And I like to see that. I would love to have that eight, you know, situation. And I think this could be the year that starts pushing it that way. But anyways, all right. So that was last week. That's the polls. Let's look ahead to this week. Um, you guys are uh, basically have a glorified scrimmage uh, at Kansas. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I'm really, really scared. 
Well, at watching Kansas, again, by now there's enough on tape that the early Kansas, you know, popping out and taking people by storm, that's not shocking anybody. But what I will say is watching Kansas running their fast offense could pose problems for your defense. Uh, uh, just yeah. because you can't sub people in and out. I mean, I know that they'll sit over the ball and all that crap, but they run really, really fast. But the thing is, that makes it a fat or a competitive first half. I think the second half, you guys open it up just because your depth and your talent is so much better. Yeah, we should. I, this would be a game where, while I would much rather have a as rested and healthy Deontay Foreman as I can for the last game of the year against TCU, because um, I think we'll need him a hell of a lot more. You know, th- this could be a steady. You know, much like I said at the get in the Texas Tech game, if, if he has, you know, they're not. They're not going to lose to Kansas. They sure as hell shouldn't. Um, but they're, they just don't have the athletes to compete. The one thing I'll say about our defense is Charlie Strong has taken over. This defense is immensely better. And I don't want to, like, make any big proclamations. But they since, they, since he's taken over, they've got 16 turnovers they forced. They've held all their opponents, including the Red Raiders, high-powered offense, below their yards, below their points average. Um, they've done that with everybody they've played. Um, so I think they're playing better. I think they can contain better. Um, they're learning how to spy on a running quarterback. Um, so I think they're making the adjustments, but I think you're right. The pace of it will cause some issues, especially rhythm issues in the first quarter and a half of that, that will probably lead to, I can see us going into like halftime thinking, shit, do we really have six penalties? Like something like that, I can totally see happening. But I, I think you're right. The foreman should have a field day. Um, and if not, the, I mean, if I'm Kansas, I'm 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 putting 12 guys in the box. <laughs> yeah, I would. And I mean, and Bush- well, actually, oh, you know what? I, I, Bushell can get it done on the outside too. I mean, he's still young, but that that's all they do. You play they action their ass. The they never throw it across the middle. It makes playing defense against us immensely easier, but there is a refusal to throw it through the middle. And I don't know why, but, but nevertheless, as you said, they've got much better athletes. Um, we, they, uh, if Texas, Texas needs to put up 50 points, Charlie strong needs Texas to put up 50 points and to give up 14 or less. Well, uh, I can actually see you guys giving up 14 or, uh, you know, keeping them under 14. Cause again, they will move the ball, but it's going to be kind of a bend, don't break type of deal. Always. Um, for us, the Red Raiders going up to uh, Iowa State, I really, you know, watching at us lose to you guys, which I can respect, and then watching not the kicker, but the freaking holder screw up the extra point against Oklahoma State, I, I just – I cannot see Mahomes staying around. I mean, I would run for the hills because I think right now he's up pretty damn high on the draft board. I think Dak's success is probably going to let some people gamble on, you know, uh, rookie quarterbacks. I mean, him and Wentz and, well, shit, we're going to see Goff this week, which is going to be hysterical, by the way. Well, what, what what do you have in terms of your quarterback competition in this draft? You're talking about draft position, right? Uh, 
I, I don't even remember. I just heard that it was uh, Mahomes. You know, again, it's Kuiper, so who really knows? Because well, but ESPN you know, makes yeah. their own news. My point is, I think you got Deshaun Watson, who's definitely coming out. Lamar Miller, who I think is definitely coming out. But Greg Ward Jr. But after that, and I don't even know how high those guys rate. I know Deshaun Watson does, but I don't know how Miller or Ward. If Ward Ward might be a like Tommy Frazier all over again. Remember that yep. kid from Nebraska, oh, yeah. where he was a superstar, but translate. But Mahomes will absolutely get a shot with somebody. I. I would love it if he sits there and realizes that, you know, right now the chances of him ending up in Cleveland are high and you'd rather play in Lubbock than Cleveland for one more year. But then again, you're getting paid money in Cleveland Dude, and, and he's, not here. And he's been banged up all oh, year. Oh, our line sucks. Dude, yeah, he, I mean, he, he's like Deontay Foreman. If he tries to come back, Charlie Strong should pull him aside in the janitor closet and say, have you lost your freaking mind? You are not coming back here. You are going to make uh, millions of dollars. Go now. And I think, you know, I would hope Cliff would do that. Um, I just, you know, Cliff and his quarterbacks don't exactly have a stellar record of communicating. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take Tech with the win. I mean, we're, you guys are favored by 24. We're favored by three and a half. That's just, that hurts a little bit, to be honest with you. Uh, I think, but I think Iowa State is. I think this will be a very tough game. I think Iowa State. I agree. You, I you agree. guys, I mean, I, I think they. Should, this is totally a game I could see at Iowa State playing tough and maybe even winning. But I think at the end of the day, if you can get your offense rolling, which is not easy to do on a shitty road game, and we've got a few of those in the Big Twelve as we know. Um, but if you can get that offense rolling, like I think you get inertia going with the Texas Tech offense, and it's like they're there's nothing they're going to do about it. So here's the deal for us. I mean, we have four wins. We have two games left. So we have to win this one to keep any hope alive against a falling and cratering Baylor, which I have to credit you for. You said that they would do this. I thought they had enough talent to get by. They will uh, They will not compete in their remaining games. You no, can take that to the bank. Without Seth, you know, Russell, I think they're done. So – all right, that's R2. You wanted to talk about Florida at LSU. I will tell you this much is this game is a, you know, quote-unquote top 25 matchup. There's a reason that I believe it's at 11 o'clock. I think Florida is so beat up that LSU, I mean, they're favored by 14. That's probably a little generous, but I think LSU takes care of them at home. Listen, this is a game that was a makeup game because oh, of that's right, that's right. Yeah, they were, I forgot. L- LSU was supposed to play like Charleston, and Florida was supposed to play like Westlake, yes. and so they had to cancel that game. A hurricane, and it was a contentious moment, and so they agreed to do it in LSU, uh, but they would only there was some BS around it. But anyway, the, the next, next two years, years are, are in Florida. Florida. But te- but LSU is playing at home, but they're playing on. I think it's an early game, game like a two thirty no, and it's, I, or it's eleven o'clock. Yeah, it's an eleven o'clock game. But then they play on Thanksgiving. They get a short week because they play at the Aggies on Thursday. So yes, anywho, I think you're right. I think uh, LSU three four weeks ago this was looking like, oh man, this could be this could be a really good game. You know, not not of like high powered 
championship caliber, but a good game against good. These are good teams, right? But then all the injuries happen, and it's like, oh, gosh, well, they should pound them. I think you're right. I'd like to see LSU win out just because I always love the Ed Orgeron roulette oh. wheel. That poor son of a bitch. What more does he need to do? He must be like a prick. I mean, like, what more does he need? Well, to- he just must not be able to play the game of politics or be Correct. able to talk to the money guys because he's a great coach. He's a great coordinator. Um, and I think he's proven himself. I, I, to your point, he's either a prick. Or he's incompetent as far as once you get him off the field, he's deer in headlights. Like, so, like Norm Powell? Like, yes, yes. <laughs> I, you broke up there, but I, I got enough to figure out who you're talking about. Norm Chow, dude. One of yeah. the greatest offensive minds ever. All right. Uh, the other game you wanted to make sure that we hit on was OU at West Virginia. Man, I, I'll tell you this. Um that is a hell of a game. I mean, I'm sure I'm just, I mean, that's cheesy as hell to say, but I, I've been impressed with West Virginia. Uh, this is all a big year. championship game. This, almost. You're, you're right. It is. Uh, well, no, because of Oklahoma state, but well, it is semifinal. Yes. And, um, having to go to West Virginia, you know, I, I, w- I would love to see them pound Baker Mayfield. I'll be honest. I wanted them to win last week against Baylor. They did. Fantastic. Um, but, you know, this this is not our year as a conference. And I would much rather see West Virginia take down OU. And, yeah. You know, be in the Cotton Bowl, I guess. Or uh, I think our champion, I think our champion actually goes to Sugar nowadays. So um, I think you're right. I think you're right. No, I would love it. I think West Virginia's going to beat them. Do you have a line in front of you? What is that line I like? Do. OU by three and a half on the road. Dude, I'll take that all day long. I would put money on West Virginia, and I would put money on the money line. That's how good, good I feel. Yeah, West Virginia. Having wait, 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 wait. If you're going to put money on West Virginia getting points, just take the points. Don't don't do money line. Well, I was going to no. What I'm saying is, I would put money on both. Yeah, well, because you can, because I can, you know. I know your odds. That's fine. But anyway, that's how comfortable I feel about it. But I I think I do think West Virginia is going to beat them. You know, I saw them up close and personal uh, last weekend. They, you know, I I think Texas did a really good job against them, and it was in Austin. um, And you know, it was an early morning game. It was a, you know, what is that a 11 11 a.m. game for them? So it was early morning game for West Virginia, but. They took advantage of the opportunities that were awarded to them. They made just enough plays. I think they're a sound football team. Um, yeah, still, if, uh, they still I, did I have four you, turnovers. I still don't know what Holgerson or, or whatever uh, was bitching about. That I mean, I guess he when he went crazy on the side. Yeah, when he went ape shit, it was mute, so I couldn't hear it. Well, but, nobody could, but it was. Uh, he, I, I don't know why. I think he was venting to someone. I think he was upset that that guy turned the ball over because it was like, this is what we always fucking do. We always do this late in the season. And I think that's what he was going crazy about. But, um, you know, I I think at the end of the day, Texas should have won that game. I'll say it. I think they should have won that game. But, you know, at the end of the day, West Virginia did what they had to do and they came away with a win. You know, when when you lose in total yards, lose in rushing yards, lose in time of possession, lose in turnovers, and you still win, like that's a 
that's a tough team, you know. Yeah, no, I mean they're they're salty. Um, they they're all seniors. Both. They're all juniors and seniors. Yeah, and um, you know this is a a team that's you know he's off the hot seat. He at least gets to live out his contract, or you know you know he's not getting a buyout. Because remember, coming into this year, he was on the hot seat as well. And I think that uh, again, you know, the hot seats are getting a little colder under some people, just because. Who are you going to take? You know, like West Virginia is a program that would take a coordinator. I mean, they took Dana. Olgerson was a coordinator. Yeah, and that's what you know. So for him, that seat can get really hot. But I think he's had a hell of a year, so he's good. Uh, Charlie, on the other hand, I think he's fine regardless. But there's one more game, and we have to mention it because he is our frequent guest, is Washington State Cougars are on the road to number 10 Colorado. Ooh. I cannot believe that Colorado has turned it around like they have. No, they but, have. Man. And they are – Colorado is at home. They're favored by five and a half. I will be honest that I've wa- I watched Washington State beat Stanford. And I watch Washington State, I think, against Oregon. But again, it's kind of it's a leech system. So uh, what I don't know is I have not seen Colorado play a single down. Yeah, so I've seen am, like I've seen like nine downs. So I'm really curious about this because Washington State right now, now that Washington's taking a loss, um, Washington State I don't think is lost in conference yet. Uh, no, because they, they lost that FCS game to open, yeah. and then uh, Boise. So they're basically in the Apple Cup is a big, big game. It'll be legit this year, no doubt about it. I think that, um, and you know what? I'm going to take Washington State in this game. I will too. I'm going to take Washington State here, and this is out of nothing more than I think they are that good, um, and I, th- I think that they are. They are leading the North Division right now. Um, they are the only undefeated conference, only undefeated in conference schedule of the league right now. That's unbelievable. No one's given them, you know, any sort of credit for that. Now, granted, um, I have to look at their schedule real quick and see who they beat. But you know, they well, they took down Stanford, UCLA, Arizona State, Oregon State, Arizona, Cal. They have beat everybody. They were. Up they are the quietest undefeated Pac-12 conference team because that game against Eastern Washington will never allow them to be mentioned in you know college football playoffs. And I don't think Leach gives a shit to be honest with you. No, he just no, wants I, to build a program and win. I think I give him credit. There was back-to-back road games um, uh, against Arizona State and Oregon State. They won them tight games on the road, but they they have. Um, they have won eight in a row, starting mm-hmm. 0-2, won eight in a row, and the two losses were by combined six points. Yeah, I'm taking them over Colorado, definitely. I think this, it's, this is going to be a this is going to be a money making year for Mike Leach. I can't wait to talk to him again next year because you know that was the thing that I talked to him about. It's like, all right, you you spent all off season getting ready for you know this was last year when they lost to. God, I can't remember which, you know, uh, FCS team they lost to. But then they ended up having a hell of a year last year. And then he goes out and does it again this year. 
And uh, the one thing that, you know, they went nine and four last year. And it's like you lost to Boise State. That's respectable. But how do you, you know, do what you did last East, year? Eastern. And open Eastern Washington, who, you know, I, I just don't get that. And I mean, it's got to frustrate him somewhat. I mean, he'll never admit it on the air. We know that. But, um, you know, it was um, – I think well, this is going to be a fun game. I would love to watch this. Uh, when is it? What time is it on? Uh, hold on. I just hit – back up uh so it's pac-12 so it's probably a it's a fox game isn't it no no it? it's a 230 fox game uh 230 in the afternoon yes sir so i'll get to watch the first half before we head out to the blinds i was i was praying for a like 10 o'clock yeah. esp game so i could actually watch it through my apple tv but <laughs> no, 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 no. well you'll have to go up to the bar all right well we hit our games. We hit the other games. We have actually talked NFL. I think that's a pretty damn good show. Under an hour. Damn straight. You're welcome. You're welcome, everybody. All right. Well, I, I yes, we will do an episode before Thanksgiving because you all need to listen to our nonsense while you're driving to wherever you're going. But uh, enjoy the weekend, and thanks for tuning in. Peace out. Post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.